Hello, and welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And in this episode, well, before we say anything, I think we should play the national anthem, (laughs) have everybody stand up, and salute our veterans. Well, that's what <laughs> Teresa Caputo would say. Yeah, Teresa Caputo. So that is the subject of our investigation today. That? She's a that. The Teresa Caputo experience is yes. our subject. Teresa Caputo is what I had called her before. Me too. I... Everyone else I'd talked to called her Teresa Caputo. Yeah, same here. But... And it, so it's C-A-P-U-T-O. I automatically pronounce that Caputo, but no, 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 no. She was introduced as Teresa Caputo. And then came out and said it herself. Right. So it's Caputo, and we we will honor that. Let the record stand. She is the Long Island medium. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of her. She has a show on a little little network called TLC. We decided to go to a Teresa Caputo performance. Well, she calls them experiences. She doesn't call them performances. Well, it's a performance because it's at a big theater that seats 1,900 people. But to be clear about what she does, she says that she's a medium, that she can talk to the dead, talk with with the dead they talk back to her Mm -hmm. and then she speaks to them and then gives messages to you so if you have a dead grandma and your dead grandma wants to talk to you but she can't because you're on this mortal coil and she's sending you all these messages and you just can't hear her because you're an idiot she goes to Teresa and she says you know how to talk to my people tell Ross I said I wear blue shoes yeah that's pretty much the size of it and she's well known just for her visual appearance she's kind of this New Jersey girl she sounds the part she looks the part tan skin Big hair. Big hair that's been bleached white, even, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just blonde. And, uh, you know, big fancy nails and the glittery dress and shoes, blingy. Do you think the reason I'm not psychic is because my nails are short? Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the psychics have long, impressive nails, at yeah. least the women psychics. The way I found out about this show going on was that I had a group of friends who were going to go protest. The oh, show. okay. And they actually had the night previous. There were two nights in a row that uh, Teresa Caputo was going to be at the Sabin Theater in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. California. That's the really swanky district. Oh, is it pronounced Sabin? I've been pronouncing it Saban. You know what? You're probably right. I have no idea. Caputo Saban. Hmm. They had invited me to come and help protest. And we were looking for something to investigate. Mm-hmm. And we thought, ooh, ooh, that would be fun. Go see Teresa Caputo. Sure. So we got the cheap seats. Mm-hmm. It was the night before that I bought them. There were only, when I went, there were like four seats available in the theater. Yeah. So almost the last two seats. And we couldn't and get them next, next to each other. they were not next to each other, yeah. Right. So we were up in the nosebleed area. And so the cheap seats were 52 something. Expensive tickets, you know, just for the cheapest of seats. And the ones up front, that was like 110 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Ross, she would never let someone pay more than 125 to go to one of her shows. Yeah, that's right. Because she is. And I mean... I hope I'm not overstating here when I say she is the actual best person (laughs) who has ever lived on God's green earth. Such a good Catholic. She is. I mean, let me just take a moment. And I don't mean that she uh, is full of herself. I don't mean that she's constantly self-promoting. No. None of that. I just think she is honestly, hey, she's been given a gift. And not only does she need to share that, but before every show, she needs to spend about half an hour mm-hmm. telling you how great she is. Give or take. Yeah. 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 That's important to establish that. Yeah. That so, I am wonderful and everything I say is right on. Is perfect. So first, what you do is, if you want to get this message across, <laughs> you have everyone stand for the national anthem before your show. Yes. And have the uh, stars and stripes up on the screen waving and a young lady come out and sing I was just going, wait, what, is this a ball game? Why, yep. why are we singing the national anthem? I mean, that's great, but still, why? Yeah, Before a psychic show, you sing the national anthem? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and Well, maybe she only speaks to dead Americans. And you know what? Good for her. We walked in. This is a really long, fancy theater. And I'd say there were, what, 90% women? 
we yeah, estimated. Yeah, I think so. And a lot of the men really did look like they were dragged along uh-huh. against their will. Not, yeah, not all, but yeah. Yeah, a significant chunk. And then you estimated maybe about 80% white people. I think so. And fairly well-to-do. Of course, they're affording those tickets, so mm-hmm. it's a self-selected group. And it's in Beverly Hills. Yeah, this is in Beverly Hills. So we're seeing a lot of blondes, a lot of plastic surgery going on. Right, right. No judgment, but that's... That's the uh, demographic we're going for. Right. And that was kind of a sea of those people that we walked through to kind of get to our seats high up, high, high up. High, high up in the back of the balcony. You can still see pretty well. Whenever there is that sort of like imbalanced ratio of men to women, I automatically think, okay, if we got into a end of the world situation here and this place was locked down, how many women would each man have to impregnate to keep the human race going? I'm it cl- makes <laughs> no sense. I have no idea why. But when we established that there were nine women to every man, I was like, Ross is going to have to have sex with nine women. This is what's going to happen here tonight. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out Sorry. for us. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure a lot of those gentlemen aren't interested in women, but you know what? They're going to have to get it up and deal with it. I'm wondering if a male psychic was doing his show, like a James Von Prager or a mm-hmm. John Edward. Edward, if the ratios would change significantly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know about significantly. I bet it'd still be heavily female. Only one way to find out. Look it up on Google. <laughs> well, that is one way. <laughs> okay. Even before the show started, they were flashing these screens, and one of them gave instructions to text Yes, for the possibility of getting to meet Teresa Caputo. And get a free sweatshirt. So, of course, we texted We texted. In. But they said that you had to be a member of her fan club. Right. Yeah, this will come full circle when we start investigating potential techniques she uses. I mm-hmm. think that this fan club thing is a piece of the puzzle. Oh, we'll interesting. Get there. Okay, okay. I'll be interested to hear your theory there. And I, I thought it was brilliant that this very fancy theater that had been built for fine performances had this giant zebra stripe rug placed in the center of the stage for Teresa oh, to yes, yes. stand on. That um, was like her touch. Then off to the side is a, a white chair and just mm-hmm. sort of what you'd picture in... A floral arrangement and a few candles lit. Yeah, but it does have that sort of like new agey flair, but not... Right over the top like she perfectly scales this line between like yeah i'm spiritual and new agey but you know what i'm also just a good girl from long island long island no matter what demographic you fit into don't worry i'm for you so we all sit down after singing the national anthem and then she comes out and she's like making comments oh but wait first she emerges from behind a screen where she pats her hair and shows off her figure while silhouetted right and comes out she said something like everybody's set this up thanks to the theater staff i mean all i had to worry about were my nails and hair Uh, and these shoes and oh don't you love the shoes don't you love these shoes she was wearing like a mainly black dress that had kind of teal trimmings and then she had these sparkly blue shoes to go with it yeah so she's very proud of that and those long white painted nails beautiful sure Uh, long nails creep me out i'm not into it either but hey to each his or her own. So after she had us admire her outfit, then she said, I want all the veterans in the audience to stand up. Yes, so that we can all thank you. Oh, she says Uproarious it. applause. She says everything like very quickly and very confidently, almost like a politician. Like, I don't think she would say, I want all the veterans to stand up. She'd say, all of the veterans stand up so that we can acknowledge you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like very clipped, very fast, very confident. Totally. And then she launched into kind of an introduction slash, you know, this is going to be sort of an FAQ, just to answer some questions that I constantly get. And also, I'm going to tell you how wonderful I am <laughs> repeatedly in different ways. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she said in a little background to me. Uh, there was a lot of background to her. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was a good 20 to 30 minutes yeah. of talking. Oh, yeah. Well, she said that she's had this ability since she was a girl. She was kind of laying out the ground rules for people in the audience saying, you know, this is the kind of thing I'm going to say and what you can expect to hear. Don't try to like drag my attention away because I'm following what the spirits do. I know all of you really want to talk. You're going to be calling at me like I'm a dog, which uh, is fair. I mean, that would be annoying to me, too. Sure, sure. And, and there's so many people here that came specifically to connect. Right with someone so they're hoping this is going to be my moment 
So, yeah, totally understandable. She wanted to lay those ground rules. Mm -hmm. And also she was saying, you know, I see silhouettes and shadows of those who have died. And they communicate to me in kind of a funny way. They show me, like, pictures. Mm -hmm. And my definition may be different than yours. Like, they Mm -hmm. may show me a rose. And to me, that means... (laughs) Oh, yeah. This was an extraordinary explanation. So if I see a rose, I might say... What do roses mean? And to you, you think of your sister rose. And to someone else, they think of how their mom planted red roses. But I think of yellow roses. It just seemed to be an example of how you can twist anything. Which was her saying, this is the method I'm going to be using to turn everything I say into a hit. Right. (laughs) I think that is her number one tactic right there. She also said that like she'll feel physical sensations like oh I'll feel like a tightening of the throat Mm -hmm. and so that tells me oh there was a strangling but if I'm wrong well then it was something else. Right. But with the neck. Yeah I might feel like a strangling but it turns out that it was suffocating or it turns out it was choking or it turns out that they just couldn't express themselves very (laughs) well. Right. Well okay. I wonder how much time you know a psychic will spend just studying demographics like what percentage of people die in certain ways Mm because obviously if you point to the chest area you've covered I think 90% of you know you mean a person who's pretending to be psychic right Right. if someone is using cold reading techniques where Mm -hmm. they try to pretend they have knowledge that they don't actually then yeah it seems like just looking at actuarial tables or something will help you kind of get a a good grasp of what areas you can focus on so the neck seems like a pretty safe bet the chest is an extremely Mm -hmm. safe bet the The legs I think too like anyone who's older you know, they're going to have circulation problems in yeah. their legs. Yeah, that was another one uh, she shared later. Like, oh, when I see a spirit jumping up and down, that tells me that there was something wrong with their, with their, with legs. their legs. right? Yeah. Ross, you mentioned cold reading. And in case anyone hasn't heard any of the prior episodes where we talk mm-hmm. about cold reading, do you want to explain what that is real quick? Yeah, so it's a technique by which you throw out kind of general information, things that could apply maybe to anybody. And then people kind of personalize those and maybe offer you information back. And then you kind of take credit for that information. It's just a way to turn meeting a person for the first time into something that looks like you have a lot more information than you do. You want to try to cold read me and I'll actually be a good recipient i promise okay okay so I'll pretend s- you don't know me so okay just seeing this carrie person for the first knock, time knock, knock, knock. hello i'd like a reading hello so i could get clues just from looking at her attire as well so sure. carrie's wearing kind of a denim jacket and what are those corduroy pants corduroy pants whoa corduroy purplish corduroy so you know i could already tell something about her she's contemporary dresses nicely she's got her hair back so you know i could say oh, you're a very well organized person oh yeah I feel that you take a lot of pride in how you present yourself to the outside world and you put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, I guess that's right. Okay. She, she's not wearing like any makeup or anything. Uh, so I could say, you know, though you do care about how you present yourself, you're not really focused on, you know, trying to be pretty or put on like a face for the world. You're not trying to impress anybody. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. If that's a good enough example. You've got a ring on your finger. I could say like, so I'm sensing that there's a relationship in your life that's important, but it's not to the point of seriousness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. And the spirits were telling me that. And, you know, then I could Mm -hmm. take credit for it. Right, right. Uh, I could say, I'm also sensing a a male presence that's Hmm. missing in your life. Yeah, my my male dog just died a little while ago. Oh, I'm so sorry oh, to hear okay. that. Thank you. I was thinking maybe it's her father, and and if her father's still alive, I could have said, oh, he's living far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when also true. <laughs> or you, he was emotionally distant. Right. But then when she said the dog, ah, well, yes, that's yes, right. That's exactly what I meant. I was thinking <laughs> of your cocker spaniel. And she never needs to know what was going on in my head. Right. So that is cold reading. Excellent. A clap, 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 Thank you, thank you. I've given public cold readings and been pretty well rated. Excellent. If I dare say so myself. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's uh, something else called hot reading. Yes. Which is sort of, well, I want to say it's lazier in one way, but it's not lazier in another. Let me explain. Yeah, Carrie, let's just say I just wandered in and you've hot read me. What kind of things would you say? Okay, so I would say, well, first of all, I get the sense that you... You're a very active person. You like to be doing lots of things all the time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 And you're really curious. You know, you like to try experiences that are like really varied and even some might say like out there. Whoa. That's especially true for me. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And and there's like a a female energy that's um, very active in your life, but not 
uh, not a romantic partner. Oh. You know, I'm seeing like, um, a, I think a woman, so someone feminine okay. who uh, you work with or you're close to or you do a lot of things with, and yet there's sort of a brother-sister dynamic. Shut the front door. How did you know that? <laughs> That's you. It's <laughs> really good. Anyway, so hot reading is where you look someone up beforehand. Right. You, you, you have all that information. Right. And so, I mean, people used to have to work for hot reading in the old days. You had to call around. You had to, right. you know, surreptitiously get this information. Drive by their house. In the days of the internet, it's so easy, especially with Facebook, where people just put shit up there. So, so you just easy get to be a stalker these days. Yeah. You just get someone's name. And then if you only need these tiny details, like... You know, your your grandma died sometime recently. Then you just like go through someone's Facebook feed for what oh, yeah. a few months and see what the most recent big thing in their life was done. Some of these things are public. You don't even have to be their friend. And then mm-hmm. you can regurgitate those details back to them mm-hmm. in generic form. And holy crap, how does he know this? Mm-hmm. So we say all this because it might uh, be relevant to yeah. the Teresa Caputo experience live with an exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, I felt like she was doing hot reading, but we'll we'll get around to what some of the mm-hmm. readings were and I'll tell you which ones I thought were hot readings. Another thing she said uh, that stood out to me and she emphasized throughout the night was that she considers herself a healer. And right. she even said like the, the spirits can't say negative things. Oh, that's convenient. Oh, did she say they can't say negative things? Right. Yeah, she really did. Well, isn't that nice? So it was all about validating people's uh-huh. uh, perceptions and, and making them feel okay about things they felt bad about. And she's right. about healing and making you feel better. She made sure to tell us that she was Catholic. She said, people always want to know, do you believe in God? Do you believe in heaven and hell? And of course I believe in God. That's who gave me my gift. Oh, uh-huh. Very clever. Clap, 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 clap. And then she also told us that she was going to confession on Sunday. Right. And she said, uh, the church doesn't really approve of what I do, but they sure uh, don't turn away my check every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the most wonderful person you've ever met. And don't worry, she doesn't take money for the readings she does on the show, which I mean are like a couple every episode, I think. Yeah. She doesn't take money for those. She makes. she's getting paid to do the show. Right. (laughs) And getting paid by this enormous audience of 2,000 people. But those few people who come and see her. I I thought she did take money from them. She said. No, she makes them write out checks to charities. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, So they pay. But they pay to Meals on Wheels or the Wooden Warrior Project, which is very nice. Yeah. And then she also said that her fan club is only $20 to join and they don't turn a profit. And as soon as they did start turning a profit, well, she said this was not about money. She wanted the money to go (laughs) back to the fans. So how does she do it? (laughs) By giving them tickets to her performance. (laughs) Just like two people per, per performance. And sweatshirts and things. Yes, I suspect that this fan club is a great way for her to do hot readings. Because if you go to the website and you go to sign up for it. Yeah. At the bottom, there's just an empty box that says about me. Which (laughs) you don't need to fill out for a fan club. Oh, but I'm sure these people are saying, oh, I lost my Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where you put that if you're trying to reach a medium. And on her theological structuring, she does believe in heaven, but not hell. Not hell, because she never hears the spirits say they're hot. Right. And then later on, she said, you know, I only connect with the spirits who walk in the light. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then if that's, if you're excluding some spirits, well then that's why you're Maybe, not yeah. hearing the Maybe hot Maybe there ones. is a hell. Yeah, did you ever think about that? Yeah, maybe that's why Uncle Fred isn't coming through. Maybe because he was a butthead. But Ross, but Ross, hang on about the fan club. Okay. So if you did get that information from someone, if if they did enter into their about me, some stuff about their dead grandma, Mm -hmm. then they go to your show. You tell them to text in if they want the sweatshirt and they're part of the fan oh, club. Oh, so now they know you're now there. Now you have a list of like the 60 closest, biggest fans who have come to the show. Right. Who liked her enough to join the fan club, pay 20 bucks. And all going to be ready targets. And you can read their about me, you their location. read their location. about me real quick. That's what right? we call hot reading yep. material. Now, I'm not saying that's what she did, but that's one thing you could do. Sure. And she also made it very clear that she has no desire to prove herself to right. anybody right you know she said i don't give a rat's ass about them and she'd always say those very informal things you know so everybody mm-hmm. would be like oh <laughs> you're so funny and mm-hmm. normal like us yeah she's sassy she don't care whether you believe in her gift that's right she's just putting it out there and doesn't have to prove anything to anybody so while she's telling us how wonderful she is and she donates to everything she has one of the cameramen come out and shine the camera at uh, this boy i invited a very special guest 
And then they shine the camera on him and we see this young man in a wheelchair and he looks like he probably has something akin to Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the audience just goes, oh, just like immediate pity. Like we have no idea who this person is or anything about him. And like so manipulative. And so he's up on the big screen. I mean, it's so patronizing, too, you know. Right. And she said, you know, you've said that I am your hero, but you inspire me. You inspire me. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, yay. She never once explains, like, why? why? Yeah, what's unique about Buddy? Tell us about him. Nothing. We're just, it's just assumed, like, well, you should feel bad for him. So there you go. <laughs> I really hate that shit, Ross. It really makes me really <laughs> mad because I have a good friend. Uh, uh, Lawrence, who has cerebral palsy, and he, you know, this is something that he deals with right. every single day where people are just like, oh, you're so great because of the way you walk. And he's <laughs> right. like, okay, well, how about my sense of humor or the work I do right, or right. anything else about me? <laughs> but you realize this is to establish that she is the best person yeah. in the world. Oh, for sure, yes. And she he got something him. out of it. He got a ticket to a Teresa yeah. Caputo performance. Yeah. Okay. So, so the cameraman came back out again. So at this point, I hate her. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, really. Like, that's when I was like, oh, you bitch. It feels so manipulative. You know, like the strings are being plucked. Of the audience and of Buddy. So now she's ready to come out into the audience and do the readings. Mm -hmm. And so her cameramen follow her. And so you've got these bulky guys dressed in black, and they're carrying these big old camera rigs Mm -hmm. uh, with these giant LED lights. And so everybody is instantly like deer in the headlights, Mm -hmm. literally. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) literally like that they were literally deer literally (laughs) in the headlights the whole audience turned into bucks (laughs) we feel like a million bucks oh my god (laughs) we feel like 1900 1900 yeah yeah. one of the first things she said was why do i feel angel wings someone's got angel wings but everyone was just like And then she went to the... Yeah, she said, uh, I'm sensing uh, someone lost a husband. Mm. A woman raised her hand. That's me. And Teresa immediately was like, well, I was looking right at you when right. I said that. Right. And then like rolls her eyes. Like, <laughs> right. We see what I deal with here. And like this woman's supposed to have done anything else but said, yes, that's me. And the woman saying, I'm a little camera shy. Constantly, this set a pattern that uh, Teresa would be kind of making fun of the people Mm -hmm. and kind of their intelligence for laugh lines. Right. And they were okay with it because they're getting their moment with Teresa. Sure, sure. And I think we've all seen that where someone's like the butt of a joke of a stand-up comic or whatever. And they're just laughing along because what else are they supposed to do? Right. And so uh, she started talking to this woman. She was saying, you know, your husband, he wasn't always there for you and he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't the greatest husband and she's like oh boy is that an understatement uh-huh. and Teresa's like no 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 kind of like I'll make the jokes here oh right right so, right let's not make jokes oh yeah she said the dead. she said try not to mock the dead while I'm talking to them right <laughs> that's my job right, I'll mock right. them yeah <laughs> that woman had her daughter there and then to the daughter she was saying oh and you're about to get married mm-hmm. I remember that part mm-hmm. in particular you know what she said she said you're not married are you which is that mm. double negative. It's my favorite trick. Very good cold reading technique. Yes. You, when you say you're not whatever, are you? Because then both answers work. Right. Uh, they say no. Oh, I didn't think so. Right. If they say yes, it sounds like you're not married, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it sounds like confirmation. Right. And so uh, the young woman was saying something along the lines of, oh, well, we're, we're living together. Right. And so then she's like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to be the good old fashioned girls. Oh, you kids think that you can just get it so easy and live together. Oh, I'm horny. Right. And so she's making you live together. You're practically married. That's what I was picking up on. Uh huh. But there's a perfectly good explanation for why she guessed this. This woman had a ring on her. Oh, did she? You could see that. Oh, yeah. That's what she was. Every single time she saw someone with a ring on their ring fingers, she said they were married. Okay. It happened like twice that she got false hits, too. Oh, right. Yes. The rings were messing her up that Mm -hmm. night. But I think we learned with those particular women that the spirits can learn things on the other side. So the husband had learned how to love. And Uh. she made that point like, oh, well, they can learn these things. And again, it's all positive. She also had a line about, oh, I sense when you're missing your dad. Do you know that spot in your house where the three doors are near the bathroom? And they're like, what? How did you do that? It's like, all right, how many how many of our listeners have three doors near a bathroom? I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess if I counted the door to the bathroom and this 
hallway arch and a closet door. Even here, you can make that work. And so I I think she was often taking credit for these things that aren't hits or misses, but just like these sensations someone has. Oh, you know how you get that feeling sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Like he's there? Well, he is. Yeah, he is. That's him. Yeah. Oh, hit for Teresa. So one of my favorites early on was the lady who we will call horse lady. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... Teresa starts getting a sense of a horse. She's like, who has the horse thing? Yeah, she was doing pretty well with one reading. And then all of a sudden she jumped out, you know, with this dead uh, husband, I think it was, said, and and did he like horses? And the woman's like, "Mm, no, Mm -hmm. not really. And then she just, she does this repeatedly. She just then abandons that person, like literally turns, like snaps her back against them. 90 degrees to the rest of the audience. Where am I hearing the horses from? And does this with her mouth. She licks her lips and... <laughs> like uh, smacks her lips together as if she's just applied and lipstick. So who is ready with a horse story? Horse lady. Yeah, so, horse lady. So horse lady, who's a petite little brunette woman, she raises her hand. She's very, very excited. And Teresa comes over and she says, that horse thing was about me. And she's like, <laughs> okay. And then she says, well, I don't think, Ross, I can even count exactly what she said. The story was something like... We were in a traffic jam. I think there's a horse in the middle of the lane. And we got home and lo and behold, on the news, it said that a horse trailer had tipped over. Oh, but I wish it had been that brief and clear. It was like a very confusing story with twists and turns about like horse visions where by the end of it, you're just like, oh no. And Teresa's nodding her head, but also clearly making fun of her. She's as confused as we are. She's like, what's happening? Okay. So she's nodding while making crazy eyes like, this lady's crazy uh-huh. and I realize it but you're I talk to ghosts and I think this lady's crazy <laughs> so clearly it was this woman wanting to have her moment to talk and just right. dying to make this connection oh yeah and then she tried to connect it to someone who's dead she was like and my uncle went to Barnes or something that right. was just like what and then Teresa was like okay well there's your confirmation and then rolled her eyes yeah and oh, then we're done so with the horses good. Yeah, and so then next she's saying Okay, I'm sensing uh, something, and she's like dragging her hand across her neck. I'm sensing mm-hmm. a, a cutting of the neck, like yeah. someone was sliced or maybe Slicing decapitated. Or decapitated, and then the whole audience goes. <gasps> and so she's moving up the aisles, like covering a lot of people. No one's grabbing at this, and she's saying, "That's incredibly specific. That doesn't happen to everyone, right? That's not common. Sure, and nobody's right. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> Nobody seems to." So I think we get another person who's like really eager to find some connection. And she's like, oh, my my son was in an accident and uh, I don't know quite what happened to him. So that may have been him. But I think that his I think that his chest was crushed. She's like, oh, no, that's not it. And then, of course, it's this very awkward moment because, like, there's no just like, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry that happens to you. And they hand them the mic and everything so the camera guys are ready for this moment. And then Teresa just abandons them. And then the camera hovers on them before she gets to the next person. So you get to see their look of disappointment. (laughs) Look, Yeah, right. Look, I, you know, I'm I'm not talking about crushed chess here. So you're just going to have to deal with your grief. Shut up about your dead son. I said sliced. So finally, someone says oh my son hung himself it's like oh okay yeah that's it that's because i was feeling this with the neck like no okay well that's not slicing Mm -hmm. that's not decapitation Mm -hmm. miss right this is where one of the patterns one of the most troubling patterns emerged which is her telling families of suicide victims that they didn't commit suicide Oh, this making me angry. Yeah. So she told them. He didn't mean to hang himself. He didn't mean to. He either had a second thought about it or it was an accident. And she even said like, and then he like slipped or something, lost control. Right. Man. And the family's just like, whoa, wow. You know, and they're all crying. So sad. And, And assuming that that was true, that he killed himself, like what a way to like make people just completely review everything in their life you know and then and i if that happened to me i'd be like well maybe he was murdered then you know i mean if i were inclined to believe her i would think well you know i mean maybe someone faked it maybe they killed him and then they wrote a note for him you know and she said that the memorial was the next day oh man she's gonna go into that now with all these new thoughts right that Teresa has 
planted. And then tell everyone who then has to be like, oh, uh-huh, okay. right, right. And, and then, then they deal have to with do that on top of the grief. Yeah, that's not the right place or time for you to be like, no, that's crazy. Why are you saying right. this? How much did you pay this woman? Yeah, yeah, to the mother of the victim. Right. And then Teresa like started with, uh, I sense the number 18 connected with him, like a date. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't making any headway whatsoever. So right. again, she just kind of dropped that like a rock and moved along. Right. We might as well mention this happened two more times that there were victims of suicide yep. that she told their family members they didn't really kill themselves. And that was every time that suicide was mentioned. Yeah, there wasn't a single one. It where... wasn't real. Right. I mentioned that partly because since we saw the show, I've been researching this and this is like a habit of hers. She's like obsessed with telling people that their family members didn't kill themselves. It's part of her MO. And she gave like a little speech for one of them saying, now, I don't want to like reopen any police cases. This isn't about vengeance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't intend to kill himself. Which is insane. Oh, like yeah. if you were, if we don't know if this person was murdered and like their right. murderer might be out there, but you're just supposed to be like, well, the spirit said I should just let it go. Like that's, in, that's <laughs> irresponsible. There's only one time she talked about making sure someone was held responsible, and that was when I think she was trying to bail herself out of another pretty bad yes. miss. Yes. She had been talking about stabbing for a while. Like, oh, I sense there was, someone was stabbed. Mm-hmm. And someone went off on this whole thing about stomach pains in their mm-hmm. deceased loved one. So we spent some time with that. And then she went back, no, 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 who's the stabbing? And so someone said, oh, my cousin was stabbed. And so she made a very gender-specific statement about, like, was his attacker found or something like that? And he said, oh, actually, it was my female cousin. Mm -hmm. I think then she went into damage control. No, no, but I'm thinking about him, the one who who did this. Is he being prosecuted? There's something that you don't understand about this. Right. And he was like, oh. And she's like, you don't know who the killer is. And he's like... No, the killer was her husband. No, but he's in a coma or But something? he's in the hospital. Yeah, that's right. And then she said, oh, right. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then like looks around again, like rolling her eyes like, <laughs> hello, that's what I've been saying. Right. Yeah, constantly. She would kind of badger them just to say, well, I was right, right? Right. See? One of the constant phrases she'd yell is, perfect. Uh-huh. So if someone gives her something that just happens to line up with what she said, perfect. She would also use the word fair a lot to get Mm. you to agree with her, which is very clever because instead of saying, is that right? Or like giving someone a chance to really evaluate, fair is more just like, you know, is this okay enough? Was I on the scent? Yeah. And so then the person's just sort of nodding along with her and she's talking so quickly that they just sort of get in this bobbing movement. these two giant bright lights right in your face and this TV host asking you, is that fair? Bobbing your head, bobbing your head. Yep, 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 yep. yep, And she's created this climate where you know that if you are at all like, I don't know, she's going to mock you. So (laughs) (laughs) there's no winning for you, but definitely for her. Right, right. And this is, I think, where you suspected a hot reading. She went like clear across the opposite side of the theater Mm -hmm. and she's walking very quickly over the other side and saying somebody drowned. Yeah, this is one of them that I thought probably was because also and I've read this since that she does most of her readings in the first like five or six rows. Mm -hmm. It's been surmised that she's like listening from backstage or those are just the people who pay the most. So she focuses the most on them. Who knows? Right. But she goes like a beeline to them. And says, somebody drowned. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was our son. Because he's telling me that, you know, I shouldn't have. That it was just crazy that that even happened. Like, why would it? Were other people there? Oh, yeah, actually, it was a party. And and uh, there were other parents there. We weren't there. Yeah, like, you'd ever be like, no, we totally expected it. He was saying, oh, I, kn- I know. Isn't that so weird that I would even die? It's like, oh, just mm-hmm. the flippant way you're saying mm-hmm. that. Oh, Ross was angry again. So this is kind of the cold reading technique you're talking about. The gentleman next to her was validating it and saying, like, yeah, yeah, that's how it was. Oh, no, we saw him, blah, blah, blah. But Teresa's not talking to him, but she's picking that up. So mm. then she says, and there were a lot of people there. They're both like, yeah, it was a party. But it's like, well, you already know two of these people were here and that he's not the kid's dad. Yeah, it's a good guess. There were people there. And this is a, another cold reading technique. And you could tell it's even affecting me right now because when you remember the situation later, you'll often put that information earlier in the conversation oh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. think, oh, she offered that. But right. no, it might have actually been the family mm-hmm. who offered that information. Memories are tricky that way. And then she said, again, this was such an obvious guess. You're like, oh, and I I sense that someone like tried to bring him back to life, tried to resuscitate him. Did anyone try to save the boy or just let it go? (laughs) 
Uh, and then, oh yeah, I sense the color green very strongly with oh, him. Oh, right. Did he have like a green blanket or maybe the shorts? Did they let you keep the shorts? Oh no, no, the coroners kept everything. Uh, what Were they green? No. Well, what is the green thing that I'm yeah, seeing? It's green. And then they think and think and think and then say- Crickets, the crickets are green. Oh, he really liked this one dinosaur costume. Oh yeah, he loved that dinosaur oh, yeah, costume. Wore it all the time. Oh yeah, that was it. And then they're all That's excited. It. Yeah. Okay. Something green. Yeah, he's talking about that now. Something green. What would be your something green if someone were trying to hold you redo with something green? Soylent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, do I have a something green? Hmm. Yeah, green doesn't really resonate with me. That doesn't seem like a good color to pick. Yeah, blue would be a, like a obvious yeah, easy one. Or even red. You don't have a strong green thing? Mm -mm, I just think of like nature, but maybe she's going for that. Yeah. Maybe just like, is it a tree? And then <laughs> sure. everyone's like, there was a tree at the property I grew up in. You, you know. have six major colors on mm -hmm. the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any one of them is bound to get some hits. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. If, if someone said green to me, I'm just wondering if I were in that mindset, what I'd think of. And I can't think of anything yeah, that's, bad anyway. So for all of you who are going to do cold reading, eh, maybe try something other than <laughs> try green. Try a different color, Try guys. red or blue. Yeah, I think red or blue would probably be Yeah, I can come words. up with blue or red things right yeah. away. Yeah. I was not happy about that. I was going going through all these like stages of grieving and I was really angry at that point like this is so manipulative and she had like everybody else kind of laughing at certain mm -hmm. aspects of this while they were in tears yeah and and she plays that I think so intelligently yeah uh, where she can have both elements at the same time you know this ah shucks and ha 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 while you know she's letting people have this deep moment that's gonna impact them forever you know what was really noticeable to me about her if I would try to tell myself like, okay, maybe she's talking to spirits. I couldn't figure out when she was doing it. Right. <laughs> like there's no downtime and she doesn't like even stop and think and look up or anything. She just says like, yeah, they're telling me that they had diabetes and that you tried to give them their diabetes medicine. And I said, oh, well, that doesn't seem like her. And then they said that they love a certain chair. And then you said, and it's just like, when did you have this conversation? Totally. I was thinking the same thing because, yeah, there's no moment where she pauses looks blankly into the sky and you know, yeah reacts i guess the Which answer you would to totally that. allow her like sure. if, if someone said no that's not it you expect her to kind of put her head down and think L look and try behind to get them or nope mm -mm. she just would be like no that's what they said <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i don't I know think when but okay i think there's definitely a problem with the story there i would say that you know she's just you know learn to internalize right. it right mm. It's like coming through her in the present tense or something. I don't know. One of the most memorable ones was after she had come up to the balcony where we were. Yes. Which, Yay. of course, clap, again, clap, made clap, everyone, clap, ah, clap. you're the best. There was a gentleman there who had lost his wife. Oh, yes. She came over toward him and said, someone here has lost their wife. He raised his hand. No, again, you know, all you need is one man over 50s, like, and who's, who's at a medium show. Right. Eh, it's pretty, you know, probably going to be one up there, right? He comes down and, uh, and she says, you know, you really loved your wife. And this guy was like so sweet. You could feel like this guy is in pain and he right. really loved his wife. And then his daughter came down and they were hugging each other as they talked to Teresa and Teresa said to the to the guy he she said, "Do you wear her wedding ring?" which was like a guess because this guy had what looked like a, a wedding band, but it was on his pinky finger. You've got amazing vision for these <laughs> ring placements. Well, that's what I was looking. I was looking for what Teresa was looking for. Oh, okay. And so he had like, it looked like it would be a wedding band, but it was on his pinky. So I think mm -hmm. she was thinking, okay, the ring was too small for his hands. So when she passed away, he put uh, her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's like, no. And she's like, well, there's something with the ring. There's something with a special ring. Uh -huh. Something with the ring. And then he like looks down and is like, oh, I wear my mom's ring or my dad's ring. Or, yeah, you know, and he was saying, other. oh, and I, I lost her wedding ring. She was really upset with right. me Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, that's it. Didn't <laughs> I say ring? Jesus. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I'm right. <laughs> and, and both of these people are like weeping. Everybody was kind of laughing uh -huh. at the little joke she was making and they were just bawling. And right. I just felt so dirty. Yeah. Ugh. And then when she was done with them, the the father said, 
God bless you, Teresa, and just like took her hand and looked in her eyes, and it was so like sincere. Yeah, and you could tell they'd had this really affirming moment, both yeah. he and his daughter. Which you know, let's talk about because I think that the ar- the pro argument would be, let's say she is making it up. She's Maybe she's people. giving people closure. Maybe she's making those experiences right. a softer place to land. They didn't mean to kill themselves. You know, they were actually happy. There's nothing you could have done. That right. was said a few times. So and so forgives you. They approve of your new life choices. Mm-hmm. They want you to move on. They're okay with you being in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And and she actually did that for that man too mm-hmm. and said, you know, she is happy if you are ready to look for a new woman. My guess would be if she's making this up that that's her rationalization. Yeah. But that's so condescending to think that you know what's best for someone else. Well, know? and just to put words into, yeah. you know, your dead family's mouth. Oh, yeah. No, there's Ugh. bigger issues yeah, too, sure, for sure. sure. But yeah, I'm just I, thinking even that rationalization is so empty. And you see these moments of people crying tears of joy, and I'm sure she gets lots of really positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it would but be at, easy. But to, at a high cost. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be easy to selectively read that. I uh, mean, I remember even when I was a kid, when I was like, Five. My mom lied to me about how we were. I was going to go get a shot at the doctor. And I said, am I going to get a shot? And she said, no. And then when I got there and I got a shot, I was like really, really mad. I was mm. like, how dare you like right. decide for me whether it would be better or worse for me to worry about <laughs> this. And I was, I was really like so insulted. And I was like five. So we're talking to like grown adults now. And yeah. you're going to say like, I know what's best for this grown man who has lost his wife. I can see for him better than he can see what's good for him. And I'm going to plan advice from his dead wife, who I've never met, Mm -hmm. that he will take as gospel. To his grave. Gross. Not cool. Assuming it's not true, which if it is, great. Yeah, and I was thinking later, like, once you go down that path, you're kind of stuck doing that. And and I wonder if that ever just gets to her, if that's what she's doing. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I wonder if at the end of your life, do you say... Holy shit. Yeah. Look at what oh, I did. And or do you just continue saying, well, you know, it's a weird, unique path, but I helped people, I helped people. heal. I got an interesting insight into kind of the psychology of the audience just from listening to the woman right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And she had her, I think, new husband on one side and maybe a son-in-law on the other. And as Teresa was up in the balcony, she was looking for any excuse to make that connection, to be like, oh, I'm the one that Teresa is communicating with. Oh, yeah, he even, told me about this. Yeah, even though Teresa wasn't anywhere close to us, I'd say the closest she ever got to us was maybe like 40 feet away. Teresa would say something like, oh, who got a new bike? And so the woman in front of me turns to the son-in-law character and says, you just Didn't got a new bike, you just get a bike? Right? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, like, no, just leave it. And so then later on, when Teresa was asking, oh, who just lost their wife? She turned to the man to her left and said, oh, didn't you just lose your wife? (laughs) And he he was also shaking his head like, no, she's not talking to me. And then later on, when Teresa had even returned back down to the lower level, she was saying, someone has the dog tags of their dearly departed. Mm -hmm. And so the woman in front of me was still like trying to make this connection. So she had this necklace and she showed it to both of them on either side. What are these? Are these dog tags? And it was like some small little representation that almost looked like a dog tag, but it was Uh clearly like a jewelry trinket sort of thing. Also, if it's around your own neck, you should know whether it's a dog tag. Was this person in the military? No, not a dog tag. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I think that that was probably psychology working for a Mm -hmm. lot of people in this audience. Mm -hmm. They're all actively trying to make that connection for Teresa. And there were also things like she asked if someone had jewelry that had someone's ashes in it, very common thing. Mm -hmm. If someone was wearing someone's old watch, you know, just stuff that like people pass on to other people. Yeah. Yeah. There was one point when she talked about like a heart shaped necklace Mm -hmm. and sure enough, woman had it and sure perfect perfect now if she had said like a fox shaped necklace mm-hmm. and someone had it i'd be like all right <laughs> now i'm impressed pretty decent. but yeah heart <laughs> it's like someone's got a round butt up here right. who has a round <laughs> butt my wife's got a great butt oh it's you sir you know what i mean this is where carrie and i afterwards carrie was feeling there was a lot of hot reading going on and i was thinking eh, none of this impressed me enough that i would think you even need that explanation but i think i would guess she had her fallbacks yeah I, th- I think there were a them. few i think one of them was this woman whose daughter had died with a bag over her head she went 
pretty directly to her and said someone in this area had someone who died with a bag over their head. I was like, yes, Mm. I wouldn't even necessarily expect that in that whole auditorium. And she knew like the area. So I was like, yeah, I think she hot read that one. Fair enough. Uh, One of my favorites was she kept saying, who's got the angel wings? Who's got the angel wing tattoo? Does someone have angel wings? And like no one is picking up. Everyone's like, (laughs) finally, near the end of the show, she was talking to a couple of women and the guy they were with was kind of poking into the conversation, but he was sort of on the fringe Mm -hmm. and finally she was like is it you who has the tattoo and he lifts up his shirt sleeve dramatically and there are these big wings covering his bicep and then he like beats the air with his fist like yeah Teresa and they all are like really excited perfect amazing so then I went on her Facebook page and I went and I looked at everyone who had posted that day mm-hmm. and lo and behold, the gentleman with the wing tattoo had posted that he hey. was going to be there that night. Hmm. Isn't that fun? That is interesting. Yeah. But I should say the reason I even thought to look at her Facebook page was because of a guy named Ron Tebow who I got in contact with and he's an investigator from New York. He's been on like the Today Show and Nancy Grace talking about that. And anyway, he told me, oh, look at her Facebook page. That's where like almost all those hits come from. Mm. A really important point that she was making throughout was that you can talk to your dead loved ones and they'll hear you. You can leave these messages. But the importance of a psychic and what she does is that she provides validation Mm -hmm. to know that you're not a crazy person. Mm -hmm. She would get that hit and they would confirm that. She said, see, that is validation. Mm -hmm. So if you died and I was all torn up about it and you were in the great I should hope you would be. (laughs) And I'm like, how am I going to make this show, Jesus? Right. And you're in the great beyond and you want to comfort me. The first thing you would do is say, I'm going to find someone who can tell her that I had brown hair. Yes. I, I hope I can find someone who can connect with Carrie and tell me things that I already knew about Carrie. Right. Yep. What I always come back to the problem with the medium process is... Yeah, we can never know if it's really happening, but if someone were faking it, it would look exactly like this. It just raises these questions of, you know, why would they give the skeletal information? Mm-hmm. And and the things that she's communicating are A, things that they already know, or B, things that she's putting into their mouths that the person did not know mm-hmm. and very likely are counter to that person's personality. Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Another favorite moment was she had been talking for a while to this one woman who was kind of unresponsive, this redheaded woman, young, and mm-hmm. she said, I'm sensing that you won something. You wore like a sash. <laughs> and it was so obviously like you were in a beauty yeah, contest because like, you're a pretty I lady. I noticed you're pretty. The woman's like, oh, no, no a sash. Remember the time I got the honorable mm-hmm. mention in the science fair? Yeah, I, no, I think <laughs> so. Let's see, uh, Math Olympics. And so someone like five rows down goes, I was a beauty queen. I was in a pageant. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, it's you. Like Ridiculous. There was also a woman I thought of a few times after this. There was a woman sitting behind that woman who had on camouflage and she had lost her father. And she was there with, I think, her live-in boyfriend. Probably, yeah. He was being so sweet. And you could tell that he didn't want Teresa to talk to him. Right. But he he was just being like so supportive and like putting his arm around her and like looking at her to see if anything was sticking. Right. He was straddling two emotions just as well as Teresa can. Yeah. He was was looking at Teresa in a way like, I'm not really buying this, but I'm happy for my girlfriend here that she's having this moment. Teresa was saying, you have something of his. She's like, yeah, I only have one photo. That's it. Uh She's like, yes, yes, yeah, that photo. And does it move on its own sometimes? And the girl's like, "Mm." Uh, And then they look at each other and they think about it. And then they're like, yeah. Yeah, a little while later. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I think it it has moved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, that's Sam. That's Sam letting you know. (laughs) Perfect. There was also a lot of tattoo conversation as well. So a lot of tattooing for the dead. And there were a few times where Teresa said that and we had already like seen like a peak of that tattoo. Mm -hmm. And there were other times we're like, oh, was that visible? I don't know. Uh So eventually she wended her way back to the front and you could tell, okay, she's wrapping it up. Ross, I haven't told you this, but as I was looking through her Facebook page, there was someone from our night who wrote on her wall after the show. She said, I'm the woman that you gave such and such a reading to. And I didn't quite understand your question. And now I understand it. And you meant this, but you just 
mocked me and walked away. Oh, wow. And, and she was like really upset. Dissatisfied customer. Yeah. But I mean, she really seems like hurt by it. And she said, she kept saying the word embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I just thought, oh, that's so oh, sad. That's one of the harms. It's just all the people that you almost yeah. talk to or. I'm glad to hear there is some negative feedback that it's not yeah, all just that's true. positive. But yeah, I mean, just imagine if you're that person who almost gets a reading. What's that like? Where, right. where you think... You're finally going to get to talk to your dead sister again. And then she realizes, oh, no, I didn't mean you. I meant someone else who right. reads books. Yeah. And walks away. There's you know? a lot I mean, of broken hearts there. Oh, my god! But hopefully she's been so winsome that you just kind of forget that. Yeah, Good I gal. doubt it. I mean, you see. They blame their spirit. Why didn't you speak louder? They kept hovering on the faces of those people because mm-hmm. they didn't have time to switch. And there were just so many disappointed faces. And it just makes you yeah. feel like they lost, they lost that person twice. Interesting. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, as I was flipping through that Facebook page, I was seeing there were just tons of messages people were leaving. And all kind of expectant, you know, that they would get some kind of response. But I didn't see any response coming from like the staff through Mm, hundreds mm -hmm, of messages I looked at. And we should mention, we have no idea if Teresa Caputo does this, but one thing that other psychics and faith healers and whatnot have been caught doing is passing out cards to people before Mm -hmm. shows and asking them to write down like their prayers or their hopes or the things they're the people they're hoping to reach and then secretly handing them off to the medium or the healer and one of the things suspected with mediums more often is sending people to sit among them and have conversations with them or wear a microphone and hear what they're talking about and things like that we have no idea if that was going on I'm not accusing her of that but that's another possibility one of my friends who was going to kind of pick it before the show and hand out pamphlets on cold reading techniques sent me a link right before we left and it was saying that at recent Teresa Caputo shows they had had like well-dressed people kind of wandering through the audience and just mm. talking with people and then they were going through like a staff entrance oh wow um, so I was kind of looking for that as we were milling through mm-hmm. the uh, the audience but I didn't see anything that matched that description but mm-hmm. that's something she in particular has been accused of Mm-hmm. She definitely promoted her show many times throughout. She finished up by saying, you know, I got a message the other day saying, when I came to see you, Teresa, I was so hopeful that I would get to talk to my mom. But after I saw everyone else be blessed, I realized that I'm blessed just watching it. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's telling you what to feel. Damage control as yeah. well for people who would be upset that they were quickly right. turned away from. Right. Well, you're not as cool as Patty who sent me this message. <laughs> and then, yeah, she went backstage to uproarious applause. Ross. Yes. I love our show mm-hmm. and I love the Long Island Medium on TLC. Do but you? Those are the only things I watch or hear. I don't believe that. Well, it's true. So I was hoping that you could introduce me to some new shows, some new something I could listen to or watch. Oh, oh, the Maximum Fun Network has... What's that? Well, it's a podcast and radio network that has... (sighs) These are fantastic shows. Really? Here, let me tell you about this one. This is Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer. Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness. Just in time for bikini season. Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade. Okay, they're not stupid. No, I know, but yeah, they could well, be. Well, why would you spell it out like that? Well, because I was the spelling bee champion of the world. So, Ross. Yeah. What would you give the Long Island medium? Now, we're not talking about mediumship in general. Let's just talk about the Long Island medium. Teresa Caputo. I almost said computer. Caputo. (laughs) Uh, What would you give her on a pseudoscience rating where one is something very scientific? Like, what do they call that? What do they call that? What do they call that when um, something changes into something else? But um, it takes like a really super long time. Transmogrification. Oh, evolution. Oh, yes. That's what I meant. Evolution. And 10 is something very pseudoscientific, right? Okay, yeah. Like your whole being, your whole person. All of me right here. Is made of goat sperm. Okay, that's a 10. I feel like this kind of steps aside of that issue. There's problems Mm -hmm. with what's going on here, but I don't think they're problems of poorly conveying science. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I wouldn't give her a high pseudoscience rating because I just don't think she She's not borrowing the verbiage of science. Right, exactly. Uh, She's just playing purely on emotion, Mm -hmm. I would say. You know, I would almost give it a not applicable, but I'll I'll just say a, a two because certainly this isn't encouraging people to look at the world in a scientific manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. 
Okay. That's definitely not her weakness. What would you give Teresa Caputo then on a pocket drainer scale where a one is something not pocket draining at all? Like uh, you get invited to a free show. It's right next door. Whoa. At my friend Anne's apartment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you enjoy it. Great. Whereas a 10 is you you buy tickets, but it turns out they cost $30,000. Whoa. And you have to travel to Milwaukee. Okay. I guess like if her tickets truly cap out at $125, mm-hmm. then as long as you're not following her across the country and her tour isn't that long, mm-hmm. I guess I can't accuse her of too much pocket draining of a single individual. So I'll say three and a half. Okay. You know, it's the price of cable to watch her TLC show. Yeah, she said that scalpers were selling her tickets for up to $2,000. So for a mere $20 a year, you can protect yourself by getting pre-sales of VIP tickets. I'll give it a little higher because I feel like, you know, it's definitely a money-making venture for her. And she just talks about it so constantly. Mm -hmm. And she was also trying to sell her book, Let's Not Forget, you can't make this can't stuff make up. can't make this stuff up. A friend of mine had just posted a picture from Barnes & Noble a few days before, and it had the sticker on the upper right corner, and it was covering up the apostrophe T, so it just mm-hmm. said, you can make this stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Mm, um, I'm going to give it, a, I'll say, five on the pocket drainer okay. value. And it seemed like she has a lot of repeat customers and mm-hmm. a lot of people who wait long times to get personal readings. Yeah. But she told us she hasn't raised the price on that in three years. That angel wing dude wrote on her wall that this was his third time going. What would you give this on a creepiness rating? Where one is something not at all creepy, right? Like okay. you go to MOCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And you're like, this is pretentious, but mostly boring. Okay. And you're walking around and you see canvas that's painted black and called nothingness. And you're like, I am living in a far side cartoon right now. That actually happened to me. Yeah? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was so mad. (laughs) Annoying, but not creepy. Sure. 10 is you go into Mocha and you walk up to the first painting and you're like, that's funny. That lady looks kind of like my mom. Weird. And then you go to the next painting and it's, it's the lady looks like your mom, but she looks pregnant. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Then you get to the third one and the lady looks even more like your mother and now she's like nine months pregnant. And then the next one is your mother giving birth to you. And the next one is you as a small boy. And as you walk around the museum, it turns out that the entire museum is just your life. And you look around at the people at the museum and it's all people from your childhood, but they are frozen and not moving, just staring at the paintings. And as you walk around, you say, hello. Hello, it's me, Ross. Is anyone there? But they just stare and stare at, at, at the immortalization of your life until a hole opens up at the bottom of Mocha, the pit of hell, and you fall into it. That's a 10. Okay. Boy, that definitely did get creepy at the end. At first, I was like, oh, it's interesting, but, you know, kind of like a, a good Twilight Zone episode. You wouldn't be creeped out if you walked around Mocha and all the paintings were of your life and people from your childhood were frozen. I don't know. I might, I might be laughing at that point. I don't know. That's, But anyways, I would say this definitely ranks on creepiness, just in the emotions that are being called up and what's being done with them. And just the mental imagery of all these horrible things that actually happen to people mm-hmm. and then how lightly it's being dealt with. So I'll, I'll give this a... 6.5 on the creepiness scale. Pretty good, pretty good. And you? I'm going to edge you out and say a 7. I see how it is. <laughs> no, I feel like it's, it's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, I no longer feel too creepy at these things, but it's more like the thought of like, yeah, talking to the dead, that's creepy. Yeah. But, you know, like I'm just sort of starting to build a little bit of a tolerance, so to speak. You know, we've been to a lot of these things now, and at some point you get kind of a thick skin for that. But sure. But yeah, just sort of intellectually, like, yeah, it's creepy talking to... Putting your head in the space that I think a lot of the audience was yeah, at. Yeah, that's creepy. Some eye misty moments there. Mm-hmm. Well, then what would you rate Teresa Caputo on a danger rating where mm-hmm. one is something uh, not dangerous at all, like watching a John Waters film, and a 10 would be something incredibly dangerous, like walking outside your apartment looking for the first bulky, tall, heavy male you can find and just like punching him soundly in the gut and then running. That's dangerous for him and me. Yes. Nine. 
Like, I think this is really dangerous for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. There was one woman whose mom had died of breast cancer and Teresa literally told her, <gasps> you won't get sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. screwed up. That's right. I forgot like, about that. Like, imagine if that woman just doesn't get mammograms now because she knows she's not going to get sick. My mouth was open like, what the yeah. hell are you saying to this woman? Yeah. That's really bad. Not cool. Yeah. That woman literally could die because of that encounter. Like, if that woman gets breast cancer and doesn't get examined, that woman could die because of Teresa Caputo. So there's that. And then I recognize that I'm not using danger necessarily in the physical form in this sense. But I think it's also dangerous to play with, like, people's conceptions of their their experiences. Like, I think you could really emotionally ruin someone for a long time. Right. Emotional damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And especially, I'm thinking of those suicide victims. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm with you. I'll slightly undercut you again. I'll say 8.5. I think, especially if it is just a trick, mm-hmm. uh, which I suspect it is, mm-hmm. you know, a series of techniques, I would say this is sick stuff. This is yeah. really manipulative and taking advantage of all that you have left of these people yeah. and taking that away from them and making it your own thing. Right. So this spray tanned woman is now all of a sudden taking your dead wife and put words in her mouth mm-hmm. and change the nature of your relationship. Very dangerous. I was writing an article about Caputo yesterday and I went to talk to a grief counselor and I was asking her if she thinks it's harmful and you know she was pretty neutral about like whether mediums exist but she said for the ones who are faking it and there's got to be some trying to take away someone's true experience of their loved one's death is like so manipulative and terrible and not letting them experience the grief they need to experience is terrible Teresa talks about how she's going for closure but this is the opposite of closure yeah you're never really going to cope with someone's death if you think that they're around and still talking to you right and you get completely new information yeah but the grief counselor also said that she did have a couple people who were in a group session together, a group grief session, mm-hmm. and they both had the same loved one who had passed, but they had individually gone to mediums. Oh. Didn't and they both didn't know that the other had. So in the group therapy, one said, "You know, I uh, actually went to a medium to talk about this." And then the other person said, "You did? I did." And then they started saying like she said that she was in heaven with dad, and then the other person said, Oh, she told me something completely different. Dueling psychics all of a sudden. Well, she said that like the blood drained out of both of their faces and she could see like now they lost that. Like they went through the experience of losing the person. Then they went through the experience of maybe gaining contact with the person. Then they lost contact again. Right. And our memories get reformed every time we think of them. Mm -hmm. And they reinforce that circuitry in our brain. And so just having that happen even once with that psychic, now it's just permanently tarnished your memory. Pretty terrible. If it's not real. If it's real, then forget it all. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So glad you can talk to me. But if it's real, goodness. Like, go win a Nobel Prize. Like, go figure out how this is happening. Why would you say, I don't need to let the world know? I don't need to figure this out, why this is happening? Right. I'm just going to let this this thing die with me? Cop out. Yeah, that's uh, just insanity. Well, Carrie, in all of this, what was your favorite moment? Well, this happened a few times, but when the cameras were rolling, the camera people, the crew, were trying to look around the crowd, but one camera person would sort of get in the way of the shot and realize it and then try to run out of the shot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you just had these these people just like in all black, just running for their lives. Like they were going to get fired for like stepping into frame. Right, right. I mean, and I mean like, panicked running not like oh shoot jog 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 better be a professional oh my god (laughs) terror running for your life and it reminded me of when i went to the scientology celebrity center and i went i got a tour and i got to go into the basement and i i've been told that there's some rule where like if you're working you're not supposed to be walking like that's lazy Oh. And this totally held true in the Scientology basement because people were just running. They were running from room to room, grabbing plates, running, grabbing books, <laughs> running. It's crazy. Oh. It reminded me of that. Oh, wow. What a great recruiting tool. <laughs> it makes you want to join, huh? Jeez, I wish I could be harried and nervous. Right. Oh, man. Favorite moment. Well, on the way there... I showed you the Too Many Cooks video. (laughs) Yes, you did. Which at first you were just like, hey, watch this. Like it was going to be like a minute. (laughs) I didn't want to give anything away. Right. It's an 11 minute video. (laughs) 
it's, it's like this 80s sitcom spoof. Oh, they've all seen it. Okay. Well, maybe well if you haven't seen, seen it, it, go if you Google. you haven't seen it, go watch Too Many, too many cooks. cooks. So I just shown this to Carrie. I'd just seen it for the second time myself. And every now and then I'd start humming that to myself in the theater. <laughs> and like there'd be some very serious moment going on. I'm chuckling and right, feel, right. feeling really guilty. And we like, kept like texting each other before the show, too many cooks. <laughs> right. <laughs> too many cooks. Uh, so that was probably my favorite moment is having the people near me wonder, why is this guy chuckling? Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is written by Brian Keith Dalton. Our show is produced and co-edited by Ian Ian Kramer. Kramer. Learn more about our show at MaximumFun.org and donate to us there to help us do more investigations. You got to choose us as your favorite show, though. So the money goes to us. And... You uh, can see pictures. There aren't a lot of pictures from this one, so it's like a private thing. But we did take a picture with her life-size stand-up, though. We did. And you can see those at facebook.com forward slash O-N-R-A-C. Like us there, and... We talk a lot. We yeah, talk on there a lot. Talk to us. Go to the old iTunes and leave us positive rating there. Please do that. Please do that. Helps other That's, people find us. It helps other people find us. It improves our ranking, and it's free, you guys. It doesn't improve our reiki, our ranking. Correct. I just That's wanted to make correct. sure that was clear. You're correct. And remember. Your mom talks about a big celebration, though, that's coming up. What do you have? Yeah, I don't know. The holidays are coming. Mm. I'm with you. Is there some type of wedding or some type of big celebration? Because so, all I keep, who, I want to talk about the mother that's departed because all I keep hearing is my girls are here, my girls are here. So I want to talk about the sisters. Or, or the girls. Is your mom departed? Yeah. I want to talk about the mother that's departed. She talks about the family is here. My girls are here. I'm, I'm reading down there. Are you the sisters? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Grab, grab. Mm, I don't know. And I want to talk about who's the husband that's departed. Okay, maybe. I just was saying to my aunt, your girls are here. It was, you know. Okay, was your aunt like a... A second, yeah, just a very... I don't don't know. I I don't know if I'm with you. What up, doe? It's your boy Jasper Red, co-host of the Goose Down, along with Kimberly Clark. And some of y'all might be asking yourself, what the hell is the Goose Down? It's a comforter food, and we want y'all to climb underneath it with us and snuggle up so we can fondle your ears and things. So come check us out at MaximumFun.org, also available on iTunes. Jill! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.